Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Kaz. Hey, this is Mike, and you're listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. This is episode 27. Happy to be here. Happy to record. How you doing, Kaz? I'm I'm doing okay. It's been a weird it's been a weird day. It's been a lot's happened. The site's gone up. Um, I'm getting really weird medical bills. Uh, oh, I was God. <laughs> texting you about that. But the, it, uh, do people go to the dentist? Like Michael, do you go to the dentist? Are you? We were talking about this earlier. You haven't been to the dentist in a while, have you? I try to go every year. Fuck, so, really? Fuck, <laughs> my fuck wife that shit, and I, dude. My wife and I go once a year, and it's really funny because in our building, um, they just they just open like a dentist office kind of on the first floor. So I could literally walk down the stairs and get my wisdom teeth out, drag myself up the <laughs> stairs, and record an episode if we want to. I would I, I would we were talking about this, um, watch family. When Michael gets his, his wisdom teeth uh, 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 pulled out um by 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 Foghorn Leghorn, I'll say I'll say so. Um <laughs> I would I don't know why I pictured Foghorn Leghorn as a dentist. I think you might find some some uh, animations where he is a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. But uh, I would I would love to record an episode post wisdom tooth. Your mouth just full of bloody gauze on Xanax. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a, I think it would be a good idea. But this um, this this morning, my my fiance went to the dentist and she's like, "Oh, I have to go to the dentist," and you're like, "Oh, I'll probably have a couple cavities." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's fine." And like. And she has insurance, and like so, I'm thinking like it's either going to be no hit or like a couple hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so she calls me like after de- after the dentist, and she's like, she's like, hey, I got bad news, and I'm like, I'm like, what? Like they like did they wire your mouth shut like the Joker? Like what? Like <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the bad news? Like oh, so you know, I have this, and I have this, and I have this, and I have this, and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good. And she's like, yeah, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be, you know, uh, uh, two thousand five hundred dollars to fix everything. And I'm like, fuck, dude, dude, fuck my mouth. Two twenty, Michael. That's literally spring drive money. That's actually. I have one, I have one question. Yes. Did, did an did an Omega Speedmaster pop into your brain at that moment? <laughs> the first thing I thought of, I'm like, I'm not bullshitting. The first thing I thought of was actually the a uh, Grand Seiko Quartz because yeah. I heard twenty five hundred. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I could hardcore buy a grand sake of course for that and she's just like she's like what should we do and i'm like you're gonna come home and i'm gonna fucking 3d print you new teeth all right like <laughs> fuck teeth you don't need teeth babe they come out of the, they come for free out of your body like shit as far as i'm concerned <laughs> why are we gonna pay 2500 dollars to fix things that you could just really just pull out of any orifice as far as i'm concerned and so like well, I was just so like that completely set the tone for the whole day. The whole day's just been so fucking weird. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry. Yeah, those those visits can be pretty stressful. We're we're gonna get a second opinion. By second opinion, I mean I'm gonna 3D printer some new fucking teeth. I I'll 3D printer some fucking carbon carbon fiber teeth, dude. You like carbon fiber? It, That's probably not I, good for teeth. I don't know. I mean that that might work out. I'm I'm not a scientist. 
Uh, and those yeah. motherfuckers tried selling her like Invisalign. They're like, oh, and for like an extra several hundred, few hundred bucks, we can get you on like an Invisalign regimen. I'm like, babe, you give me the address number. I'm fucking throwing a brick in their window tonight. Like, you tell me, <laughs> you tell me where they are. All right. Oh gosh. Unfucking bull. You fuck teeth. If any of y'all got teeth, fuck teeth. All right. Well, that that's that sounds kind of like maybe a scammy sort of that's chain. it was a chain it was a chain and so like when she said that it was a chain it was this i'm like i'm like ah, i feel like they're trying to like upsell you because when she said she was telling me when she said like oh you know i'm just gonna go home and get like a second opinion or talk it over with my fiance because that's a large expense they tried like quickly selling her on like like a 300 dollar like gingivitis treatment you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm just, and I'm talking, and she's telling me this, I'm like, babe, never go back to this place. Like, 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 we're never going back to this fucking shithole. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 3D print you new teeth. All right? <laughs> I'm 3D print you cat teeth. All right? <sighs> so, yeah. And the thing well, is, here's the funny thing. And then we were talking about this. She's like, she's like, yeah, all this dentist talk made me realize, you know, you should probably go to the dentist. Michael, do you know when the last fucking time I went to the dentist was? No. Dude, the last time I went to dentist was 1999, okay? <laughs> Do you know how long ago? 1999, Y2K was, wasn't even ironic back then. It was real, okay? <laughs> it was on the news. <laughs> it was on the news. That's how long ago I was at the dentist. Y2K was real. It wasn't ironic. It wasn't a joke. That was oh, a, So I can only imagine if I walk into a dentist office with like... Like like the, like a middle class American's like wallet, but the mouth of like a homeless person. Oh my god, I'll be the <laughs> the best fucking client ever at that place. Oh man, that's rough. Yeah, Nor Nor and I try to go. We try to go every year, and and the dog too. <laughs> Puppy, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I got super sorry. I was, it's just it's just affected my entire fucking day. Twenty five hundred dollars, dude. It's 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 all good, man. Hey, the side is up. The side is the side. The side is up. That's incredible. The side is up. Everyone's been super super awesome, um, and like going on and clicking around. And some folks have already kind of like said like, oh hey, this is weird. Oh hey, this is awesome. And like that's perfect. Like good like good or bad. Any feedback we get from y'all is just super super cool because we don't want it to just be a website that you guys like visit and then say you know whatever. I want it to feel like a website that like everyone's kind of had a part in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think like we like we mentioned the last episode, we really, um, you know, Kaz and I were not web developers or anything like that. But um, you know, Kaz put a fair bit of work into the site, and uh, you know, worked really hard <laughs> on that. So, so uh, all, all, thank you, Kaz. Yeah, well, I wanted to say, can we all thank Michael? Can we all thank Michael? Because like I know, I know everyone. You, you everyone, you guys think I'm. I'm you hear me for like an hour a week. You're like, oh, oh yeah, Kaz is so funny. Dude, I am – Michael deals with me all the time. All right? It's <laughs> <laughs> the best part of my day though. All the time. Like I will I will text Michael about the most random shit. The thing is what I'll do also is I'll text Michael two complete different things but in one text. You know what I mean? And we'll be like, yeah. oh, hey, man, you catch that Bruins game? I might have cancer. It's just like, dude, like what is – like what am I supposed to say? <laughs> To this text, so like Michael deals with me all the time, and during the website, it was just it was in, it was insanity. I can only imagine, <laughs> I can only imagine what you would think every time a wall of text just came on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just kind of gotta take it apart piece by piece. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, bear that in mind, people. I might be funny for an hour a day, but just imagine 
24 hours a day <laughs> hearing from me everything i think you know but uh but yeah you you worked pretty hard on that side and uh you know this like like we mentioned in the last episode we um we did this for you guys yeah. uh kaz and i we we started this this podcast um you know we're we're coming on a year eventually yeah, and it's crazy um, man I think we both didn't really think that anyone was going to listen at first. No, I, I, I literally thought it would be, you know, those, you know, those random like channels on YouTube that you see where it's just like, oh, this old man's been doing videos for five years of him, you know, counting the first seven cards in his deck of cards. And like, that's the video. Like no one watches it. I thought that would be us. It shows up on the first, on the front page of Reddit. Like that guy. Yes. (laughs) 10 years after he died. (laughs) You you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't you? (laughs) I thought uh, we were going to be like that guy. But, uh, yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this for you guys. And, uh, you know, people started listening and, um, you know, a bunch of awesome, uh, watch fam folks started, you know, reaching out to us and, um, you know, it feels, feels cool. It feels new. And, uh, in these very early stages, we're going to be reaching out to you guys constantly for feedback. So we make sure that we create something that uh, you guys just enjoy. Yeah, uh, kind of like the kind of like the podcast. We want the the site to have a you know a similar kind of feel and uh, outlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, and 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 I want to talk more about the website and sort of like the 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 the, the idea behind some of like where we go in the in the in the future and as we grow, but should we do our wrist check? Should we do our audio wrist check? Yeah, I I went first uh, last time, so uh, I'm curious. What are you wearing? I'm still wearing the Dan Casio. I'm I'm, I'm watch fasting, man. Oh I'm yeah, still... that's right. <laughs> I totally I totally forgot. I was... how, how has that been going? You know, at first it was awful because um because I remember I came home and we were recording and I'm like I'm like you know I'm gonna do I'm just gonna do a watch fast and like I I took this well, I'm wearing the so I'm wearing the Casio for people who don't know I'm wearing the Casio MDV106 it's a quartz diver um we've talked about it before I believe in our watches under $65 episode mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um it comes on this uh rubber strap which um I can only ama- I can only imagine it's just made of like refused road tar because it's not it's not very comfortable and so when I made the choice <laughs> to wear it's just not comfortable dude it, first of all it collects dust it's just covered in dust. It's the rubber strap is covered in so much dust. It's basically a suede strap now, and I don't want a suede strap in my diver. You know what I'm saying? So well, I, I the newer the newer Seiko rubber straps do get quite dusty. Do they? I haven't. I have one for the Samurai, but I haven't put it on yet, obviously, because I'm I'm fucking watch fasting like an idiot. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I may. I came home the day before, like the day we were recording, and I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna watch fast. And so I grabbed the watch and like. I frantically, you know, uh, 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 in lieu of a spring bar tool, use my teeth to get the strap off this watch, and then I put it on a toxic NATO, toxic shiznit, which is probably the best part of the watch. I love this this NATO. Um, I want to do a write up about it for uh, the site. Um, so huge shout outs to Terry and just working on this. So the, the toxic shiznit, it's um, it's that seatbelt kind of weave. It's that herringbone weave. It's really really soft. And yeah, that that strap went really quick. It sold out super super fast. I have one in yeah. twenty two and one in twenty um, for the sumo, which I actually have not even put on my sumo yet, which is funny. Man, it's just sitting there. Um, but yeah, they're really really cool. The uh, the the weave is comfortable and it also catches the light in a really fun way. So I put that on this Casio MDV one zero six and I've been wearing it for seven days straight. And at first it was not fun because I think. I kind of jumped into it too fast, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, uh, I jumped, I, I jumped into play without foreplay, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's just like, <laughs> oh, this is just, this is, 
now we're just we're just we're just two things rubbing it together like this is like nothing's happening there's no magic you know what i'm saying so <laughs> that, that's the best way i can describe it and so like now that it's been a few days this is a fucking sweet watch dude <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's um... it's i'm it's it's a super super straightforward dive watch i mean i i'm i almost hesitate to call it a role like a like a submariner homage but it's that classic dive watch looking thing you know what i'm saying I, I mean, di- dive watches kind of universally follow um, a pretty established design ethos, unless yeah, you look yeah. at something like a like a tuna from Seiko or like a Doxa. Um, you know, it's like it's like a Fender Strat. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like true that. It's a design that works, and uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of similarities between you know brands and stuff like that yeah in terms of divers it's it's quite quintessential in terms of the dive watch there's nothing unique or innovative about it but there's something super super romantic about being very true to just the basic quintessential idea of a dive watch and it's quartz so you know i don't have to worry about like winding it i can just throw it on and go for it i like the bezel action i mean obviously it's it's fairly legible um i don't want to talk about the loom because there's not really loom on it (laughs) (laughs) right okay i mean the hands the hands are loomed the hands are loomed in the same way you might imagine like a fairy dying you know what i'm saying like a pixie like a pixie's last moments okay as it like as it's as its glow flickers to darkness like in the last few breaths that's what the loom looks like fully charged (laughs) what what do you have to say so tinkerbell doesn't die I believe in fairies or something. Is like that, that is that what it is? I don't know. Have you, have you tried doing that? I have you, not. You have to, I'm, next okay. time, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it. Tink, I believe in fairies. Or Tink, you should put on some pants. Goddamn Prozzi, because <laughs> this is a kids' movie. That's just what it is. All right, it's a children's uh, movie. You know, but um, but yeah, no. I otherwise I like it. It's kind of actually making me want, like one of these cool. I mean, you know, sorry, I guess to to Nick from Orion or anyone else, but like I kind of want like a cool like 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 um. Uh, micro brand submariner homage now i don't know you know you know, you know what i'm saying yeah i'm i'm there there are a lot of options out there yeah uh, and a, a lot of brands will sort of take different pieces from dive watch history which we're eventually going to explore in a new episode oh, i would love and, to um, yeah hell yeah i mean micro brands kind of have the the liberty to try um all of the things that rolex can't afford to try or Tudor, or um, you know, Oris. They right. So that's that's where you find that that kind of variety. So it's a, and it's a lot of times it's not that bad of a hit financially. So no, I think uh, I think Janus Trading is remaking. They're doing new subs, but they're also adding, or they're doing they're they're redoing uh, 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 older subs that they had done before. Um, like the like like that knockin with the snowflake hands. In addition to the Santa right. Cruz, and they're doing new ones. But that's Santa Cruz, man. That's that thing's my jam still. And it's like I think you can pre-order them now. At this time, it is April nineteenth for like five hundred bucks. You know? mm-hmm. Hold on one second, cat. Get down. Get down. Get down, cat. Get down, sweetie. Listen to Michael. Get down. <laughs> you make me sound like an asshole on air. Get down. Cats, cats don't listen. She's on the stove, and the stove's covered in like fucking raw meat and the thing the cat has this the, the, <laughs> oh, no. the cat has this very strange kink or like fetish for just touching disgusting things and then touching my face in my sleep you know what i mean like sure. it's, it just sticks its hands in the trash and then just like rubs its paw like on my bottom lip and i'm like i don't understand like what compels you that's also what kids do 
from from what I hear. <laughs> from I don't have... any, I, I know, I know where some of our listeners have kids. If any of them have kids, is that true? Do you, do do kids do that? <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Uh, but yeah, the you know the micro brand stuff is um. It's, it's fun. It's yeah. I think that's the best way of saying it. it's fun. And so there's something about wearing this where I'm like, man, maybe, you know, maybe I can, maybe I'll go for it. I don't know. Once the watch fast is over, I mean, well, I'm only seven days in, so I imagine this will be like the the seven stages or whatever of grief. So like right now everything's great, but I'm pretty sure by like day fourteen I'll just be like, I fucking hate watches. This is stupid. I'm only I'm just gonna buy a baby G Shock and I'm just gonna wear <laughs> that from now on. You're gonna be thirty pounds lighter by the time you finish. <laughs> You think so? <laughs> Crying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm. It's. It's gonna be interesting. So, uh, a huge shout out to. Mm, I really should start writing these names down before I start giving shout outs. Uh, the James Eight Zero. The James Eighty. James. You know uh, what, what the fuck's his name, dude? What's your name? You, I mean, you can't. I think. You. I think you got it. I think you got it on the first try. He is also actually. nice. Go, go, Kaz. He is also watch fasting with me, but I think he's doing it with this with with this turtle. It's either a turtle or an, or an SKX. I can't remember. Both good choices. Both are excellent <laughs> fucking choices. And here I am, a fucking dipshit, choosing the Casio. So I don't know. It's good. It's good now. I like the watch. It's, um, there's something, usually the watches that I wear, there's some sort of like unique feature or a color pop. This, not at all. It's on a gray NATO. It's just a black dial, sort of quintessential dive looking watch. So I think at first that's what I was weird about, but there's something really kind of just cool about it I'm, i I gotta start putting more shots up um on the instagram of just me you know wearing this thing watch fasting so but you know yeah. that's, that's that that's that's what i'm wearing you're are, are you still coming off fresh of your watch fast or are you basically like in like regular mode again um i'm i'm back to uh, back to the usual so i um it's kind of a good topic talking about you know micro brands and you know you sometimes wonder how long they'll stay micro brands yeah yeah true true that true that um i'm wearing a watch that i kind of put away and ignored for quite some time but i have to um i have to do a review on it eventually after i take care of some things uh so i thought it would be a good idea to you know get it on wrist again it's the raven uh trekker 40 rt07 in black dlc oh yeah dude super Um, cool you know black dlc is something that i still struggle um in terms of warming up to it but uh you know on the bracelet it's a little bit too much when it's all black on black when it's on the black rubber strap it's a little bit much but Mm -hmm. um i have it on one of the gray raf straps that i purchased recently oh nice oh god it looks great (laughs) it's such a it's such a such a great feeling watch at 40 millimeters perfect proportions um great really prominent uh crystal um and the 9015 i i know people kind of just like constantly sing its its praises but it, it really is a it's a great movement um it's uh accurate it's robust and uh, how nice is it winding the red winds red that nine nine zero one five is awesome <laughs> super smooth yeah um if I had, if I have one complaint, it's that the rotor is a, is a bit loud. I don't know if that's really kind of, in the dive watch. Yeah, I don't know if that's exclusive to the movement huh. itself or maybe the the design architecture of of the case. Um, but you know, it's I mean, that I, happens I, with I have a nine zero one five in my Steverall bronze Morin. I don't hear it at all. That but that case was also like. 
like an ingot crafted in like the colon of a dying dinosaur. So I mean, I, I, I can't imagine sound travels through it very easily, but I don't yeah. I don't hear it in mine. That's crazy. Yeah. The uh, now the tracker is a lot of fun, and that fully loomed bezel is just oh, it's out of this world. So I, I'm cool. just like I can be sitting by my desk and um, you know just with like a window open, and then I um n- not uh not long ago I just walked downstairs to like catch an Uber got in the car and like looked at it and it was just like glowing like completely <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like broad daylight i mean but then again seattle constantly <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's 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 a great watch uh, i just think it it looks its best and it wears the best when it's on something really casual like uh like a nylon strap sure you, know, you go with like a gray or a black or something mm-hmm. like that it's um so have you tried i mean so have you like spent time with it on the bracelet or did you try it not like it and just immediately take it off i tried it i didn't like it and i i immediately took it off <laughs> wow okay cool no, however I however it's very very well built it's like a it's like an all black dlc um coated jubilee bracelet it's beautiful um, i i saw it in person i believe at wind up last year and it was uh yeah it was awesome yeah it's it's very very well made um it's it's not an issue with with build quality it's just something personally with me i have i have a hard time warming up to all black watches and i think i figured it out i think when it comes to a case design that's um maybe uh more reminiscent of early 20th century design so something like the trekker if i see something like that in black dlc i kind of like i kind of freak out a little bit okay (laughs) but if it's something modern and stuff like like if i see one of those like dietrich watches and they're like black dlc okay (laughs) that's cool all right fine um those things are so cool or like one of those old uh hoyer uh dark lords or something like that that's I, i i get it you know but um, for me, it's the Monza. I have no idea why those Hoyer, yeah. those Hoyer Monzas. Yeah. I, I I have I have no reason to think that's a cool watch. Nor am I like a Ferrari history buff. But I fucking <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that watch. That watch is so cool. Yeah, but you know uh, the the Trekker uh, RTO seven with the black DLC on something like a gray RAF strap. It's um. Kind of balances it balances out all the colors and um, you know just wore it today with a gray t shirt and felt great about it so that's, that's what I'm awesome, wearing now man. that's so cool yeah. <clears throat> yep that's it that's it for me shall we uh, shall so, we talk about the site so this is important yeah let's 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 talk about the site so this is one of the instances where um, the people like like your 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 opinion here matters a lot so we have this thing where. <coughs> oh my 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 fucking asthma's kicking in. God damn it! <coughs> right on time. Right on time, man. This is ridiculous. Um. <laughs> so we have this thing where we will not do hands-on reviews or reviews of watches over a thousand bucks. Now that is flexible in regards to if the watch is MSRP at like eighteen hundred bucks, like the Aura sixty-five, but you can get it used under a thousand bucks. We will potentially be open to a watch like that. It's not necessarily what the brand markets it at, or even gray market, or, 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 or yeah, or even gray market. It's not necessarily what the MSRP is. It's what you, the real world person, will put down on a day to have the watch. You know what I'm saying? So if you pay a thousand, a thousand bucks or under for whatever watch, regardless of what it's MSRP at, we're more than willing 
to review it, check it out, do a hands-on, and kind of give our our assessment for what it's worth on that watch. That being said, Michael and I, we're talking about kind of the content on the website. We definitely want to stick to that idea, but then we get into this weird area of, okay, well, we want to be a watch press outlet. We want to be like a really fun focal point for you guys to hear, not just about like watch reviews, but just like cool watch stuff that's happening. You know what I'm saying? Right. Does that $1,000 thing also apply to watch press? So if Oris puts out a new watch and if we have no intention of reviewing it, but it's like an $1,800 watch, is it still cool to write up, to do like a press write up with our thoughts on yeah. the press release? Like that's the question. Like 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 Michael, you were you were kind of articulating it pretty well in the pre-talk. So like what are your, what are your how would you word it? Well, the bottom line is I want the site to I think both of us want the site to be uh, an approachable outlet um yeah. when it comes to when it comes to people that are getting into watches um early on. So I think even collectors today that will say that they collect um, strictly Patek perpetual calendar chronographs. <laughs> I think, I think even those collectors at some point picked up, um, you know, a thousand dollar watch and said, what a thousand dollars. That's crazy. Or even some people picked up a $300 watch and thought like, wow, that's, that's nuts. Like, I've only been wearing like the $30, like target Casio's. Mm-hmm. So price, price can resonate differently for a lot of individuals. And um, my biggest fear is kind of alienating uh, our readership or our listeners uh, by, you know, covering uh, products that aren't exactly relevant to them uh, in terms of what they would spend um, for the average watch purchase. Right. Now I understand that also a lot of a lot of the readers and the listeners. Uh, aspire to own watches in a price range that goes beyond uh, what we talk about. And we do often discuss watches that, you know, go way beyond the $1,000 range, go way beyond the $5,000 range. We, we, because we, it's, because it's fun to talk watches, you know? Yes. You, you can be a car enthusiast and you can talk about, you know, the Aventador, uh, but enjoy your Honda Fit the same way. Hell yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of one of those areas where I don't want the I don't want the site to have this kind of uh richy rich feel that you might get in some other uh press outlets. Right. But at the same time I I don't want to um skip out on an opportunity to talk watches or to or to present, you know, the readership with uh with an intriguing release. Um, so we would really like to get your opinion on uh, what you guys would like to see. Cause this, you know, this kind of very early group of listeners and readers, you guys have the chance to give us direct feedback and kind of play, play a role in building a site that you guys might have always wanted to see. Yeah. And that's what, that's what two broke is. Um, and you know you can go to the site now. <laughs> you can tell that we are, we are in these very early stages. And if you're, if you're listening to us right now, and if you're reading the site right now, you have um, you have that opportunity to to present us with that feedback. That's 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 where I stand with the I think kind of thousand plus or fifteen hundred plus range 
uh, discussion for 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 like like press talk things like that like like we're pretty firm on the whole review thing right yes yes okay. i th- i think so because i i think i think kind of personally you and i are very interested um in owning probably mostly watches within that range i think both of us yeah uh That's we definitely reality. have we definitely have some dream watches here and there like oh you know maybe if one day uh, you know, i turn 40 or like things are going well or i can mark an anniversary you know maybe i can splurge but really <clears> at least <throat> personally the watches that interest me the most kind of fall under the under the thousand dollar range well i think and this actually relates to the whole press release idea or press release kind of uh, uh, information we're trying to get because you said it really well in the pre-talk maybe it's not necessarily us having to focus on price for press coverage it's brand intention you know what i'm saying right i did mention that so if like like why the why the fuck would i talk about like tag hoyer and they're or not not uh, 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 i keep i keep confusing them uh fucking ublow and like <laughs> and like their champagne parties with all these like millionaires because of the release of like the concrete jungle, like that's. I want to go to a champ. I want to go to a champagne party, dude. We'll let's let's just let's just you let's just you and I let's just you and I drink coke and wine, okay? Let's just let's just drink coke and wine in a stairwell, staring at our Seikos. Uh the first two broke watch snobs meetup. <laughs> the first two broke watch snobs meetup is gonna be me, you, and our pets. <laughs> Sponsored by Coke and Jack Daniels. Oh my god, that would be incredible. <laughs> we made it, man. We made it. Coke is sponsoring us. And then the next day we got a cease and desist. Yeah, we didn't realize how much you guys talked about your genitals on air. It's like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of our thing, you know. Right. Uh, oh, that just reminded me. I want to do a huge shout out. I have to put this on the website. I want to do I oh man, I'm gonna fuck this up. Hold on, give me a second. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this. I'm gonna talk while I while I do this, but yeah, the 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 idea of brand intention definitely plays a factor because if a brand is kind of creating something and doing a press release about it in a way that we feel is actually valuable to like the horology community to know about, not necessarily something that you have to uh, feel like you need to buy or add to your collection, but something that's just actually cool to orology and not the luxury side of watches because i don't like the luxury side of watches because the luxury side of watches isn't orology it's just luxury and that's not for me that doesn't really like do it for me you know what i'm saying sure so uh definitely any insights that okay yes shout out in a second definitely any insight that you guys would have on that are you comfortable with seeing press talk about watches like over a thousand or is it just like, yeah, you know, we get it, guys, but it's more valuable to us to kind of just see stuff under the $1,000 mark because it's not saying that there's nothing to talk about in that mark. I just don't want to miss out on sharing news about something that's, like, actually fucking awesome because it's, you know, $1,200. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you if you take the, um, you know, for example, the, uh, what were they called? I just wrote about the damn things. Um, yeah, if you take the the Longines record watches, you know the first Cosk uh, chronometer certified watches from from Longines. Uh, yes, which is which is pretty cool. I mean the um, the pieces start in the two thousand dollar range. Okay, kind of expensive, uh, but they also came out with some pretty interesting quartz watches that may fall slightly under. Both of those topics are kind of interesting to discuss, um, you know, considering that Longine 
did all these things for their 185th anniversary, which I think and is and nuts. They're, they're a cool brand. I I like the brand. You know, I think, I think they're I think they're they're. I mean, we've talked about the the heritage line a bunch on this on this show. It's a really good brand. You know, if if Omega if Omega came in first. Uh, with that crazy trilogy collection that we also discussed because it was yeah quite frankly newsworthy and I think even you know budget conscious watch enthusiasts were interested in learning more about them. Um, mm-hmm. I think Longines maybe came in a close second with stuff like the with like the 1945. Uh, I think it's the 1945. <laughs> that, that thing that thing was so cool. Yeah, whatever. I I I, I know you're talking about. That thing was so fucking cool. Um. So, you know, sometimes sometimes Kaz and I do like to discuss these watches. We just want to make sure that we're not alienating you guys uh, in doing so. Um, yeah. And if when when we go back to brand intent, um, you know, I think uh, I think kind of looking at brands that don't have any hint of that sort of rich guy selling luxury feel. Uh, Oris is a good example when they tell you that they make real watches for real people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or a brand like Doxa. Both of those brands, their flagship models. If you look at the Diver sixty five, or perhaps the fiftieth anniversary Sub three hundred models, uh, both of those full MSRP is between eighteen hundred and nineteen hundred dollars. Um, right. You know, although although that kind of shoots way beyond the price range that we. Uh, are comfortable with in terms of maybe personally collecting uh i think it's still fun to talk about it so we we would like to hear your opinion on that yeah and so to my to my to my shout out i had said in a previous episode i would really be interested in someone creating a pie graph uh showing the relation between how much actual like watch talk we do and how much shit talk we do no because somebody I do was it? De- Someone is someone sort of did it because I was doubtful. I was I was convinced the majority of what we did was shit talking, and it was like one percent watches. So huge shout out to the wrist the the wrist fund. I'm saying that right. The wrist fund. Yeah. Um, super cool guy. Check out his feed. A lot of really really cool watches. He the, made a graph. No. He 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 made a graph, but um, it is ten percent shit talking, ten percent watch talk, and then eighty percent cat talk. Oh okay. <laughs> okay maybe i can see that i can see that. <laughs> he, for, he forgot the dog barking you forgot the dog bark. that's okay but yeah no that was so huge shout out to you man you're awesome love chatting with you um i gotta find some way to get that uh get that on the server this for the cms so i can just like publish it somewhere <laughs> maybe, <laughs> so people can see it maybe maybe on the uh, advertise with us with us page if they can see that <laughs> sure, surely surely they would like to know <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Maybe. Maybe we can get like, 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 like pet brands to advertise, and then maybe, maybe we can get Chewy.com to advertise with us. Perfect. If they know we eighty percent of what we talk about <laughs> is his cats. <laughs> this episode oh, is brought to you by Chewy at Chewy. Yes. <laughs> They're from Florida, at, right? Aren't they? They are from Florida. For a while, I lived about fifteen minutes away from them. Oh, okay. Wow. I think they're in. Ooh, they're in Hollywood. 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 Hollywood, Florida. One of those spots. One of them spots, man. But yeah, so definitely give us your opinion. Basically, the headline is um, the derivation between us talking about watches above a thousand bucks in the show, and then us putting press content, not reviews. I will not review a watch over a thousand bucks, but like press content for interesting news um, for watches that we think are contributing something really cool to horology, or something that mark just a really fun event in horology, like launchings. Uh, uh, 180 years, you know, the 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 
the trio for the Omega pieces. Like, like obviously, I'm not about to shell out, you know, like sixty thousand bucks or whatever the fuck it was for those watches. But those are those are watches that have very, very a fundamental like facet within horology, within history of horology. You right. know? Will you review something that can be had for under a thousand, even though it is over a thousand MSRP? Gray market yeah, she, or used? Yeah, yeah. Why not? The, 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 it's it's whatever it's whatever someone pays in the moment for sure. the watch. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Understood. So so regardless of the the, the terrible things I've said about the Aura 65, I'll I'll review it. If, <laughs> hey man, if the Joma Shop, you can still. I mean, I haven't dealt with Joma Shop. Maybe some people have. I've heard great things. I've heard weird things. Um, Dude, I fucking, I fucking have. I tried getting your Citizen Pro Master from them. <laughs> That's right. That did not go well. <laughs> but yeah, they they sell they sell the Oris uh, Divers sixty five black dial with the uh, not the nice Tropic strap, but the uh, the nylon. I mean, it squeaks under nine seventy five. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you see, you also see them on the Watch Exchange subreddit all the time. Nine yeah. fifty thousand bucks with the bracelet, you know. Yeah, that's true. Great bracelet from from what so, I hear. So I uh, just also like another question: If anyone actually owns the Aura sixty five, I, I I for people who may be just listening now and haven't been listening for a while, in episode five I talked about a bad experience I had at wind up with the Aura sixty five. Is the bezel action as plasticky as I experienced it, or did I just have like a defective watch? I I, I think it may be. I think. Perhaps some of the design language that the the bezel uh, followed may have been like very strictly vintage. Okay. Um, you know, even on Submariners from the '90s, you get this not not very tactile feel. It's more like a buttery, smooth sort of um, feedback. Okay. So um, that might have just been built into the watch. That's I would love to hear feedback on that. If that's the impression that folks have gotten, then you know, okay, cool. Then obviously it's not like the watch for me because I didn't really I don't feel I don't want to pay a thousand bucks for something like that, you know? Right. Um, but if it was just a weird defective model, I love the look of the watch. I love the idea of the watch. It's just that when I handled it in person, I I wasn't sold. Now saying having said that, that that Oris um Aquis, 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 how do you say it? The Aquis, yeah. Aquis, that thing is yeah. fucking so cool looking. Yeah, the newest <laughs> the newest Hammerhead edition is actually pretty cool. Someone um, on someone on Reddit was selling their 40 millimeter one and yeah. I was just like, "Oh, I want I want the 40 millimeter one." And a lot of times a uh, portion of their proceeds do go to um, marine conservation efforts. I think the yeah, Hammerhead I saw that. The Hammerhead specifically um for uh, you know, an organization that tags a specific group of hammerhead shark sharks for you know research and uh, conservation efforts, so I, I think that's pretty cool for a brand mm-hmm. to connect themselves with the um, I guess ecosystem that the watches are supposed to exist within. So it's cool. It, it's quite impressive, and I I, I do like um, the way Oris approaches both designing watches uh, and making them and marketing them as well so. yeah so this is this is this is a, a you know a great example like if oris comes out with press you know is it cool if we cover it you know what i mean like i, I don't know so like definitely interesting hearing um everyone's feedback uh, you know 
it just it just popped into my head. Do you think do you think like a portion of all reshared meal profits go to like help millionaires buy extra towing miles and they use them all up on their complimentary like Mercedes? You know what I'm saying? You know how you get like like. Um, <laughs> I, don't I, know, I I just popped into my head. Do do, do, do they do any like philanthrope phil? Mm, uh, <laughs> mm, close, you're close. Now, phil, uh, nope. My learning disability is fully kicking in. <laughs> phil and phil harmonic. Phil, God, don't fuck me up, dude. Fuck. Phil, uh, do they do any Philharmonic proceeds? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Phil, Phil and then, mm, no. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm not spending any more time talking. I know, I know what you're word. trying to say. I, I think if they're philanthropic episodes. Thank you. <laughs> episodes, <laughs> efforts. <laughs> See, I can't talk either. Um, <laughs> maybe uh, to pay for the memberships of the uh, hunting societies that they're, <laughs> that they're a part of. Uh, if you want to hunt a human being <laughs> um at least once once or twice a year um, yeah dude what they do is they they, they 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 take a homeless guy and they inject one of those pet microchips into his neck and they let him go in the mountains and they just track that motherfucker on gps for a month the, okay. the, 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 the thrill of the hunt so you know? and you can use the uh the native richard meal app to do so yeah on, on your iphone <laughs> I hope they don't have an app. I'm just saying. I don't know, but they need one now. The, the man hunting man hunting app. Uh not not like a homosexual Tinder, like an actual like you're the act of hunting a man. You know what I mean? Not like not cruising for dudes, like a hunt like hunting a man, you know? <laughs> if that distinction is clear, I have no idea if it's clear or not. We have to talk about other things. Right? You want to talk about other, yeah, you can talk about other things. Um we were we <laughs> What? I think it's if I if I tell you, hey man, I just downloaded this awesome new man hunting app. What the fuck are you gonna think of me? You're like, oh, like that's cool, man. I didn't I didn't know, you know. I would that, think like, that that you also that was the ch- you also managed to catch Magic Mike uh, <laughs> on the matinee. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Got that man hunting app, dude. You know how I roll. Yeah. Um, we were talking um um off air a while back and like through text and we thought it'd be really fun to do. We've done like. Uh, diver episodes and we've done specific like organized niche episodes like 65 and under and like vintage watches like how fun would it be to do a gmt segment so we wanted to do a gmt segment um specifically about um really fun gmts that you guys can get that you know are super reasonable in terms of price and fun that's 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 the big thing and I and love you, I love GMT watches or Mike you know, I I dual time not, watches. <laughs> not only did I learn about about watches from Michael, one of the first things I learned about was the GMT watch from Michael. <laughs> motherfucker, just, motherfucker loves GMTs. I don't I don't know what it is, but I I just think it's cool that um you know that that very specific uh, purpose built design um was built into uh you know watches. From as early as like the 1950s, um, you know. With- I was going to ask you if you knew the earliest like GMT. So they were in the 50s. I mean, I'm not sure about the earliest one, but definitely the earliest, most famous, uh, famous, <laughs> famous, famous. Phil, Phil and <laughs> f- mm, there it is. <laughs> we are your watch experts. We're- <laughs> Do not ask us to help you with diction or like syntax or any of that shit. <laughs> We'll talk to you about Raketas all day. I'll, I'll talk to you about Raketas all day. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, I'm I'm not sure of the year. I know it was 50s, but it was the um, sort of Pan Am Rolex uh, collaboration for the uh, oh, earliest shit. GMT Master. 
Yeah. Right. 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 Damn. Because pilots would have to either track, um, you know, local time for the uh, for the destination airfield, or um, you know, plus Zulu time, uh, or you know, fuck is Zulu time. <laughs> well, Kaz, I'm glad. That you, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> what the fuck is Zulu time? As specified by FAA Joint Order 7110.65, Section 2, Paragraph 1, <laughs> Universal Dude, Coordinated I... Time. Okay. Is uh that's that's basically what um all aircraft operations follow is the it's basically military time based um out of London. So Well then what the fuck is Greenwich Mean Time? That's that's the same thing, but non military. Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah. Michael, I can't even keep Seiko reference numbers straight. All right. <laughs> and I like Seiko. <laughs> yeah, Zulu time or uh UTC is what you know air traffic controllers use. Uh and really just ICAO uh uses, you know, for aviation worldwide. So all operations follow uh UTC. And uh that's that's what a GMT watch is is useful for. So um, when the GMT master was developed, you can mm-hmm. essentially track three time zones, um, you know, when, when splitting it up between the, the two hour hands that you have and the rotating bezel. So the idea is that you can, by tracking two time zones, you can always keep a track on Zulu time and then whatever local time you're at or going to. Yeah. And your home time if you want to. That's if you have a bezel, right? Yeah, if you have a rotating bezel, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so this this is this is specifically a pilot's watch, like 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 an, like an international flying pilot watch, not like not like a flieger, the the das flieger, like a like a like a like specifically for pilots. Like this is not this wasn't made in fifties for like dudes going to nice dinners. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> it was actually it was actually made for all crew members. Uh, wow. You know, it's a tool watch. It's a tool. It's definitely a tool watch, but uh, it, it goes beyond um, it goes beyond aviation. If you look at a watch like the Bremont Terra Nova, which uh, was used by Ben Saunders uh, for you know one of his expeditions uh, when you're in Antarctica or something like that, Jesus. Uh, and you can't tell you know you know where the sun is. <laughs> <laughs> or what time or what time of day it is where uh, am i it's also it's also useful in in those environments as well so you you see a lot of dual time complications in uh i guess quote unquote explorers watches like the rolex explorer 2 um 1655 mm-hmm. so it uh it, it spans a it spans a variety of of uses i would say but uh definitely geared more towards pilots interesting so is it one of the because i know we've talked about this uh, uh topic a lot not to get super super specific but you are weird about gmts that are like dressy even though these days i feel like a lot of the expensive gmts and even one of the gmts i'm going to talk about it's like a dress watch so what's the appeal of having a gmt complication on a dress watch the same appeal as having a chronograph on a dress on a, on a dress watch i guess so I mean, I don't know. Maybe if, there's something there's something sexy about kind of fashionizing that purposeful use. Well, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you can you can say that that kind of watch is made for the um, 
you know the jet setter businessman that has to keep track of oh, okay sure of you know his endeavors and three different he's got, time he's zones. got he's got sweatshops in burma all the way to Colombia, <laughs> and he's flying back and forth between all of them all the time to the point where he needs a gmt to kind of keep track of the he, different time zones yeah exactly and you have to be on time for your dinner with uh heidi klum at the same time so um <laughs> <laughs> wait isn't she married to seal is she i don't know wait who's married to seal cat who's you know you don't you don't know english who, <laughs> who's married to seal listeners who <laughs> but on, on that I'm so, so i'm so sorry guys on, on that topic, I I do think uh, Rolex. I'm just I'm just typing in who's married to Seal. Who is married to Seal? I think I think Rolex seal. messed up a little bit by making the uh, the GMT oh, Master Two. I'm oh. so sorry. Yes, they're divorced. <laughs> they divorced 2014. Continue. Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> I was saying that I do think the Rolex messed up a little bit by making the the GMT Master Two. So dressy and uh, so much more like a piece of jewelry than than the tool watch that than it was originally intended for. So. Well, they're not they're not a purpose tool watch brand anymore. They're a luxury brand. Unfortunately, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, for for uh, from a business point of view, I you know I get it. But in terms of like the the heritage, when they come out with like like. A gummy bear encrusted watch it's just like oh my god like what what would mr hans wildorf say or yeah. hans waldorf whatever i don't know how to say his name like what would he say? like 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 uh is it gonna protect me when i'm on fucking mount everest like what like can i beat a polar bear to death with it like what is it gonna do like how, how does well, this help me <laughs> Ro- rolex tool watch fans still have hope but uh when polished center links become standard on all submariner models and Explorer Two models, uh, it'll be a dark day. I will die. So it's uh, not it's not standard yet because I thought it was. I thought they all had the center links polished. It's not that, that's not the case. Uh, just the GMT Master now, uh, the Daytona, some Datejust models, um, and I don't know, maybe stuff like the Yacht Masters around. Right, there. right, right, right. But either way, the bottom line is is that the GMT or dual time complication can actually have. Um, you know, every day used to it. Uh, I know that when I was working for the FAA and I was in Oklahoma, uh, even though the hour change wasn't that kind of drastic, uh, you know, I still like to know what time it was back at home where my wife was, and uh, I didn't have a GMT watch, so right. Um, you know, it was always kind of weird. So in situations like that, um, it's good to know um, some of some of the people that I work with now are based uh, in the UK or. Um, you know Budapest, uh, so kind of or Thailand. <laughs> so right. you know, having like a a simple either GMT function or a dual time function uh, can be useful. You know, the two of us we're we're spread apart between you know East Coast and West Coast. So you, yeah, you've you've already talked about your Orient and how useful it's been. Dude, but, it's uh, it's it's literally it's literally saved. It's 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 helped me save face in front of the Google like search engines that's saving all of my searches because for a long time I, I would be like like what time is it like it, it, on the on the West Coast blah 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 and like one time I was so frazzled I was just I I get very stressed out at work because I don't like what I've become and so I just like frantically just like Googled what time is it where Michael is and the phone just didn't know it's like I don't know who's Michael like I don't know I don't know what to do with that 
So I have my. <laughs> Tell me where my friend is. Where my friend's phone? Um, and so I have I have a GMT. I have my Orion GMT, and I, I literally, Michael, I keep it wound, and I have it set. I have my GMT handset to West Coast time on the twenty four hour scale, so I know what time it is where you are always. You know, yeah, you're good, and that that watch is uh, pretty accessible price wise. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, one of the watches I'm going to be talking about today is an Orient, but it is not that Orient. Oh, okay. All right. Which which one? Which I think we should probably start talking. Should we about start talking watch? about the watch? Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing a watch podcast. Not not things Casim Googles, uh, Kaz Googles. So, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, who is married to Seal? <laughs> and what time is it where Michael is? That is now permanently tied to to you. Your search. Yeah, history. dude. It, it was and Google didn't miss a beat. Heidi Klum married. Hold, let me pull it back up again. Married 2005, divorced 2014. What are you smiling about, dude? You got divorced by Heidi Klum. <laughs> this is, a, this is a, a picture of Seal with that fucking field goal in his mouth, just smiling. <laughs> bastard. I wish I, I wish I had Seal money. <clears throat> Not like clubbing Seals to death money, like Seals like the singer money. I'll take any. But uh, so the first watch I'm going to talk about is an Orient, but it is not um, the Orient that I have that Michael's talking about specifically. It is part of the Orient Star line, which is sort of like the mid-tier line in Orient. So um, we a lot of people in the states don't really understand sort of the Orient watch breakdown in terms of uh, the, the the level of kind of price ranges or ter- uh, quality uh, because they don't really Orient watches aren't really popular here, nor is their outreach really sufficient here. We've talked about that a lot in earlier episodes. I mean, to to their own detriment. Um, I was speaking to someone recently who has insight and they said like after, you know, um, like some specific things happened and there was some corporate restructuring over at Orient and so it's possible we might start seeing some of that change soon. Uh, I'm, I'm skeptical. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But the watch that I got is an Orient star. Um, it doesn't really have a sexy name, but it's the, the reference number is the WZ0071DJ. Orient Star GMT. It's blue. Um, some people online have jokingly, like on our feet, have called it like the Aqua Terra Killer because it has that that dial. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those those bands yeah. and the dial. Yeah. Very sexy watch. But I don't want to talk about that watch because I bought that watch for nine hundred and fifty bucks or nine hundred bucks. So like a, a a couple notches under a thousand. I wanted to choose an Orient GMT, which was way more accessible than that. So I chose. And I think I've talked about this in the show before. The Orient, um, it is an Orient Star Polaris. It is an Orient Star Polaris GMT. It's right now off off the bat. The price on Long On Watch I'm looking at it right now is three hundred and fifty bucks, three five zero, USD, mm. okay. which is a which is a great price uh, for a GMT watch. It's Sapphire. Uh, the one I'm looking at right now, the reference number is so it's Orient Star DJ zero five zero zero three W. It's got the GMT hand. It has a power reserve. It has these Dolphin hands. Um, it's a white dial and it has uh, blue steel. I don't know if it's actual like heat treated blue steel or if it's chemically treated. Might be the, might be chemical at that price point. But yeah. they, they still look nice. I have a photo up now. Okay, cool. So the thing about this watch is, it's a dressy GMT. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, I mean, this, it's not a sporty GMT. It's a dressy GMT. Um, it's a really, really fun watch. I believe it has the same um, caliber movement as my watch. I could totally be wrong. Let me look here. Come on, one on watch. Four zero is the Orient Caliber four zero P five one. I have to double check. I don't think that's the same one as mine. Actually, hmm. um, actually, it might be. Either way, at three hundred fifty bucks, it's a really fun option if you want a GMT watch, but you wanted something that was maybe a bit more of like a tasteful style that was a bit dressier and that was just 
fun. At 350 bucks, you're having fun. You know what I mean? You're not paying um, too much money for something you might wear every now and then. The thing about this is, I mean, you could easily also just wear it casually. Um, it's a really, I'm looking at the case dimensions right now. It's 42 millimeters. Um, yeah, 42 millimeters and 11 by 9, 11.9. What the fuck does that mean, Mark? I mean, really, it's not, it's not that dressy. The only really dressy thing about it is the, is the strap. I mean, put it on canvas and call it a day. Well, I say, uh, I say the strap and the, um, the very, uh, uh, delicate lugs and the smooth bezel. You know what I mean? Hmm. To me, those are always dressier, uh, dressier things. In addition to the fact that the markers are bars, although in the second ticks on the chapter ring, you do have Arabic numerals for the twenty-four hour uh, uh, interior scale for the GMT right. hand. So it's definitely I, okay. I agree. It's definitely on the bridge. It's really, really fun. Part of me kind of would like to pick one of these up one day. Um, but if you were looking at an Orient watch and you wanted something a little bit sportier. Around the same price range. Sorry, I just I just did like a massive burp. I hope I hope the microphone didn't pick that up. Everyone's gonna know. Everyone's gonna know that I burped. If you wanted like an Orient piece, if you're really interested in the Orient GMT watches, if you've been listening to us and you're kind of fascinated by the history of the movement in the same way I am, in that probably about eighty-five to ninety percent of all Orient watches are based off the same patent for a Seiko watch they bought in the seventies. Everything they've done in addition to that has been in addition to that. You know, they've altered that movement. They've re-engineered that movement. Um, the only brand new movements you see, to my knowledge, are, I think, some Orient stars, but mainly the Royal Orients, which is like the Grand Seiko of Orients. Hmm. If you're looking for something a bit more sporty in the five to $600 area, you could look at the Orient Star uh, Seeker, which is another Orient GMT you might have heard me talk about. Um, I say it's a bit sportier because it, the case has a bit more of like a thicker presence it has this, I don't know what the hell this is, but it has this like wart on the side where the <laughs> where, where a crown would be. But there's a, there's a, at two o'clock, there's the crown for the interior bezel. And at four o'clock, there's the crown for the actual movement. But in between the two, there's like this tumorous growth, not like a, not like one of those like citizen uh, transformer warts, but like, I don't know what, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Uh, let me pull up the reference number. The case is also thicker because the interior bezel uh, rotates so to support the mechanism of that in addition to the GMT complication which I'm assuming is modular on the movement the case is thicker I think it's almost 15 millimeters thick I think it's like 14 point something thick yeah and that gives you your three time zones and it, it, yeah that will give you three time zones as opposed to two time zones which you would have um with the stationary um bezel uh so the do, 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 reference number on the orient star seeker this is the sporty orient i was talking about is dj here we go zero 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 one b <laughs> yeah that's dj four zeros one b i got it Thank pulled you. up it's it's yeah it looks pretty chunky it's it is chunky i was gonna get this originally but then i learned about the orient star gmt watch that i bought the wz zero zero seven one dj that is not as thick because there's no interior rotating bezel, but the problem is, and this is the problem with Orient, and I guess you could say that with the, um, a lot of Japanese brands, is it's a JDM watch. And it's arguably way fucking cooler than the watches that come here, or the watches that leave Japan. So by JDM, for people who aren't familiar, that just basically means they only sell the watches, or they only manufacture the watches for sale in Japan. So when I bought the watch, I bought it from a company that sells them in Japan, but to any asshole who will give them money. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So so that's I think that's a really really fun pick. You're not getting hit hard at 350 bucks to 500 bucks. So 350 for like the dressier one, um, uh, 500 600 for the more sporty one. It's a fun watch, and I feel like most people should have one Orient in their collection. You definitely need some need some more Orient love, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I only have one, and I'm. I'm never really sure if I should purchase another. Man, <laughs> you're, you're, I really, yours, I really yours like is mine. like the perfect one, though. You have the you have the first generation Orient makeup. That's like the perfect one. Um, but uh, yeah, they do make. I I mean, I didn't know they they made so many sort of GMT watches. So that's that's yeah. pretty cool. And um, I know it is on mine, and I suspect it is in the other ones as well. The GMT hand is independent. So you can actually set the GMT hand independently as opposed to having to turn the whole fucking watch and then having to like go through all that. It's sort of like um I mean that's that's having, true GMT. You don't you don't want to alter you you know the whole exactly. um aspect of timekeeping just to change the it's, GMT. So you want to like, move it while keeping the seconds hand moving. You know, you exactly. don't want to stop that. It's like my fucking pole jot thirty one thirty three. The the date the date has no quick set. So right. if I forget to wind it and I have to change the day from like 18 to like 24, I just you gotta don't. go all the way around. No, I just let it sit till I just let it sit till it's the 18th again, dude. Okay. I'm not changing. I'm not changing the day. I have to go. I have to. I have to wind. I have to move the hands of the watch around enough times to rotate it for the date wheel to change. I might as well just let, I just let time let the Earth's rotation do that for me and just pick it back up on the 18th. You know? <laughs> gotcha. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, the, those those are some cool picks, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to hear hear which ones you picked. As as a GMT dude, as like a, a a GMT purist, I'm interested to hear what you picked. Man, I like a lot of GMT watches. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite might be the SBGE 001 Grand Seiko. That spring drive? But that's spring drive money. So. <laughs> that is, I mean, it's technically, I mean, it's almost, it's like, what's like a five or $6,000 watch, isn't it? Yeah, I think brand new MSRP is like 5500 Fuck um, balls, man. Yeah, used, you, and, and that's, you know, that's well into, you know, like Rolex, modern Rolex Explorer 2 territory. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but there, I mean, there are some cool ones that I've, and it's fun considering this price range because a lot of times I'll find myself you know, adding to cart on Amazon with my finger on the button and just like waiting, like sweating, just that one drop on my brow. Um, <laughs> do I do it? Um, but probably the one that I have been, you know, besides the the Grand Seiko, been looking at for a very long time. And uh, I just, I haven't really worked up the courage to buy it just yet, is uh, the Marathon uh, Pilot Navigator. Which can also be which can also be found on uh, Long Island watches. I think for around two hundred fifty bucks. It's quartz. We talk about um, that guy a lot, man. Fuck. Yeah, we do. We want to. We want to mention that we're not uh, <laughs> receiving any kind of compensation. <laughs> no, we're just on his website all the time. I, I've talked to him. I think in person once at Windup last year. I, I would love to talk to him again. But yeah, no, it's just it just happens to be a lot of watches on his website that we like. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh you know marathon's a, a great brand they make some insane kind of like high-end divers like the tsar um you know the, i think they're a brand that was um you know put to put together uh in an effort between 
the Wine Brothers and Galet, if if I'm not mistaken, and okay. um, you know, they supply watches for you know different different militaries around the world. I think I think the Canadian military. I think uh, I know they supplied around thirty thousand of these marathon pilot navigators to the U.S. government during Operation Desert Storm, wow. which I think is hilarious to supply thirty thousand watches for such a short operation. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I need to supply fifty thousand watches for Granada. All right, <laughs> but either way, the, the marathon pilot navigator has. Um, Kind of this really cool asymmetrical case design with a simple 12-hour bezel. So this is not a true GMT. Uh, I'll go out and say that. Um, okay. In that you keep track of the second time zone by manipulating the 12-hour bezel. Um, I see. And that's kind of that's the easiest way to, you know, introduce yourself to uh, a dual time watch. Um, you know, it has a very, very plain, very utilitarian, um, you know, military look to it. I think it comes in like this tiny cardboard box with like a, like a generic label printed on it that just has like <laughs> the the manufacturer name, the part number, and some other things. You know, as as it was supplied to the military. So when you purchase the watch, that's how it comes. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it comes it comes on a plain. Uh, Plain nylon RAF style uh, strap. Um, the case is made of a kind of polymer, so it's a it's a plastic. Okay. And you can get it with or without a date, um, with a sterile dial or with the the dial that says Marathon uh, under twelve or U.S. government over six. What is a sterile dial? Uh, just no markings at all. All you have are the Arabics. Um, okay. For the 12-hour and 24-hour scales along with the 12-hour bezel. So no no additional markings that would sort of um, pull you away from the uh, the timekeeping portion of the watch. Okay, so, cool. So that's, that's kind of my first pick. Uh, like I said, either on Amazon or Long Island Watch, uh, you can get them definitely under 300 bucks, usually hovering around $250. Um, another watch that I wanted to talk about was the, uh, the fair Barnado. Hell yeah, dude. So this is a new brand. I think they're based in the UK. You went to wind up and you, you saw them oh, last the year. Do you, do you remember yeah. where they were from? Mm. I think they're, I think they're British. They're definitely British. I think they're, I think they're British. I didn't stop at their booth. Their booth was crowded and I don't like crowds. So <laughs> I think the I think they're I think I think they're British. I mean, if we're wrong, someone correct us. But yeah, no, really cool brand though, really really cool. Especially that 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 Bernardo or Barnado or or or, or Bourbonado. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> it's a new brand. I mean, they were founded in 2015, um, and they they've come out with some, you know, I would ca- also call this maybe a dressy GMT, but perhaps a little more casual, acceptable for it. It's fun, just because yeah. of some of the color choices and some of the 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 presentation choices they yeah if yeah. there's one thing if there's one thing that's held me back it's been that kind of cluster of colors so you have like a yellow uh running seconds hand like blue hour and minute hands a red gmt hand uh, mm-hmm. like a yellow gold colored crown um which i think is the only downside of the watch 
but uh yeah they have like a like a like 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 a yellow gold or like a or like a very strong brass kind of finish yeah. on those crowns i think it's i think it's like untreated brass that just put on there yeah it's a funky it's a funky look yeah you know and uh it definitely fun um i think the black dial is a little more um acceptable <laughs> in terms of my taste mm-hmm. and at you know at 460 bucks it's uh, it's another cool kind of you know gmt watch to you know serve you in that way if, if you don't if you don't necessarily find yourself having to keep track of all of your uh, sweatshops in three different time zones <laughs> and just want a casual gmt watch this is this is another great option in the sub 500 dollars category but having said uh, that i don't think you mentioned this is a quartz quartz gmt right yes so both the marathon okay. and the uh fair barnado are quartz movements uh, i know the fair is a ronda movement uh, the marathon is another swiss quartz movement i'm not sure if it's a ronda as well um but i mean really if you if you look at the marathon for its intended purpose it should be a quartz watch <laughs> right for a for a precision uh military scenario you should probably have a quartz watch and i I'm, yeah. I'm telling you most guys are probably out there with g-shocks and other quartz watches um for the fair and affordable sort of attractive gmt watch that doesn't really cause that much of a financial hit should be quartz as well um the other watch that i was going to bring up was mm-hmm. one that i've been looking at for a while is the glycine airman number hell one. yeah dude hell yeah uh that's that's another gmt watch but they have a ton of different versions and as we were discussing in the pre-talk it's becoming harder and harder to find the black dial (laughs) yeah for for under a thousand for some reason Uh, for some reason joma shop has the white dials for around 800 all day um and it's it's a really cool look um I think the watch has its roots in the uh, Vietnam sort of Air Force era. I could be wrong. Maybe somebody can can let us know. But man, if if you wanna if you wanna talk about a brand that really had no reservations of doing a true vintage reissue, it's Glycine. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. No, the the watch is incredible. As a modern, 30, as a, yeah. Yeah, thirty six millimeters acrylic uh, crystal. Um, you know, with the GMT bezel. I think you yeah you can do the, the the three time zones with it and like yeah they they just did not care about you know any kind of contemporary case size preferences and they just said you know this is the watch as it was and this is the reissue and it's just like a one-to-one recreation of so the, uh, the watch was this watch created post invicta purchase or pre i can't remember uh, Pre pre Invicta purchase. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sadly, it is not uh, part of the official catalog as <sighs> of today. Yeah. So, so any any ones you see out there like the last ones? Yeah. Any uh, you know one that I was kind of hunting on eBay for a bit. Uh, it was hovering around like nine seventy five or nine fifty. Um, I think that was just a dealer that had one lying around, and I think if you do find one in the states black dial for substantially lower price than than the msrp that might be the case mm. which is why i think joma shop might have them might have the white dials for for such a low price that um, makes sense it's like leftover 
Yeah. But, you know, all three of those watches, the Marathon around 250, the Fair at 460, and the um, Glycine just under 1,000 offer, uh, you know, great options in the way of, you know, either a GMT watch or a dual-time watch. Um, you know, if you find yourself traveling a lot for work uh, or if you just have a friend in a in another time zone like I do <laughs> and you, you just want to... You know, see see if he's uh, still up at a quick glance. It's um, you know, all all three of those watches I think are great options. And, I think uh, one of my one of my favorite things to do is when I'm when I am wearing my my Orient Star and like I get a text from you and like it's it's like late over here. Like what what the fuck time is it? Where Michael? Oh, it's like, it's, it's like eight p.m. Where Michael is okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can totally yeah. text me. It's eight p.m. Where you are? You know, I, I go into like old man mode. You know what I mean? Well then, also when I get a text from you and it's like one in the morning here, I'm like, what the, what the fuck is he doing awake? <laughs> Actually, I sometimes I have nights where I just don't sleep. Um, I'm either crying in bed way too much um, <laughs> when my wife is asleep, or <laughs> you're, you're or sobbing just, into your palms. We've all been there. Yes, yes. Or or I'm just tossing and turning. Uh, <laughs> and it'll, I, I think I think I've gotten text from you at like. Like three AM or two AM or something. How early do you wake up, man? Dude, I I usually don't sleep either. I like to stay up and just worry about things. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, like, so we do the we do the same things. I okay. think we should just text each other all the time now. I mean like what <laughs> <laughs> now that I know you're awake. Uh, yes. <sighs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I, I usually wake up at like five or six because the cat wakes me up. The cat I don't have I don't have an alarm clock anymore, the cat wakes me up. Yeah. But uh, I mean, of of the GMT watches that that I kind of discussed for this episode, my you know, my favorite might be the Marathon, even though I can't really call it a GMT watch. Um, the Glycine, I think, you, I think you can. It might not be a GMT complication. Yeah, but you can track two time zones with it, right? You can you can definitely track uh, GMT with it if you feel or if you feel like doing the calculation. You can track Zulu time with it as well, um, but. Uh, the glycine is very nice. I will say the only downside is that the dial, uh, especially if you go black dial, together with the bezel, kind of gets a little crowded when you look at it as a whole. That's the that's I the see. only that's the only issue I have with it. And that's fair. And the uh, GMT hand is uh, is rather short. Um, so and I think also like a polished um, stainless steel. Okay. So it can it can get a little bit lost in the black dial together with all of the you have hour some, scales and the bezel. You have some legibility issues. Yeah. Uh, the Marathon doesn't have that at all, and it's quartz, and it's sub $500, and um, I don't know why I haven't gotten one yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> you uh, want to know what I'm surprised what I haven't got? This is, this is I think maybe we have time for one more watch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the last watch I want to talk about is probably, I mean, someone's got to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is probably the most affordable mechanical GMT ever. Okay. I've, I've ever seen. Like, modern one, not one that they pulled out of, like, a pig's colon in the 70s. Like, like this is, like, a one you could buy that was made this year, maybe. Okay. Um, it is part of a line. Specifically, it's the it's a modern Vostok. It's the modern Vostok. Uh, well, I wrote it down. Actually, I keep, I keep my, my dyslexia kicks in when I have to remember this movement. Two, four... Mm, hold on, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> two four two six. The Vostok two four two six movement is a modern GMT movement that they make for the uh, Commander Ski watches, 
That's for right. some amphibian models and for some really cool limited editions. So um, the specific model line that utilized the, the 2426 that I want to talk about is the uh, Vostok 650SE. Uh, so um, the, the the best place to kind of see them, in my opinion, I know there's another one I can't remember right now. Someone was telling me, but I can't fucking remember. But I like going to Marinom, Marinom.com. Yep. Just, just pulled up the page. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. M-E-R-A-N-O-M.com. Um, so this is, I believe, the official basically retailer of the Kistopol Watch Factory, which is the factory that makes uh, Vostok, or at least for the human machines. I have no idea. Um, and so... Um, Vostok has a really cool history uh, even after the fall of the Soviet Union because they're originally a Soviet brand. They were kind of... So I'm working on the article right now, which is why it's fresh in my brain, but Vostok was formed basically from the ashes of the second Moscow watch factory, which evacuated Moscow during World War II. They picked up all their shit, they put it on ships, they moved about 500 people to a small town in uh, Tartistan in Kistopol, right next to what's called the Kama River. The problem was all of the machinery got stuck on the ocean, uh, on the on the on the river because the river froze, and so <laughs> <laughs> and so for, it's it's incredible. It's just it's fucking like ridiculous. And so like these people, they just kind of waited and they did stuff. And so um, before they started, before they really became Vostok, the watch company, they were making um, um, war materials, munitions. Um, I think technically, I can't. I, I don't know if it was shells or like electrical fuses but basically the second walk up moscow watch factory got evacuated to vostok or got evacuated to kistopol where they were just making war shit towards the end of the war they started getting back into watches and then they started making watches and then in about the 60s the late i think mid to late 60s they became the official watch provider of the of the red army of the the, the, the russian military and so ever since then, they've had a really cool history of innovation. I mean, they made the first reliable Russian diver, the Vostok Amphibia. Um, and they've made a lot of really cool, fun, iconic pieces. And they sort of continued that legacy, even though ownership has changed in these movements. Now, they make these movements, which are really, really robust, really, really reliable, but fucking incredibly cheap. Like, I don't know if they're just, like, shooting everyone, like, the day after they make all <laughs> these things and not paying them. But totally these, possible. It's yeah. entirely possible, but these watches are incredibly affordable. So the Vostok um, 650SE line, which uses the 2624 GMT movement, you could buy these watches. They're um, automatic uh, for about 140 bucks USD. Yeah, which, I, which is which is crazy. That's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, I have I have the blue dial pulled up, and uh, I mean, oh cool. No, well. Man, some some of these modern uh, Vostoks that you can get from Marinom are just like, it's it's unbelievable. I, I mean, it just if even if you look at the Amphibia for like sixty five dollars that they make, uh, yeah, you, know, you get a modern mechanical watch uh, that you just beat around and totally totally not worry about. Yeah, um, and it'll probably serve you as well as something like an SKX. Really, it's it's I want I want to get one. Um, so specifically. Uh, what's really cool also about Vostok is if you see one of their watches and you're like, and this happens to me a lot, one of the modern watches, like, yeah, it's cool looking, but I kind of not really feeling the bezel or, eh, this part's kind of weird or, ah, oh, the dial's kind of weird. Apparently the Vostok modding community is fucking huge. Yep. And the Kistopol factory super supports that. So you can buy modding materials from from Marinom, I believe, oh, oh fuck, 
BRH watches or BR BHR watches. You got to correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's AM Diver. I think they're in Germany, Germany. Okay. Um, I think I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, the Vossock body community is huge, and so the first thing I thought when I saw this watch is, man, I do not like that bezel. I don't like shit in my cereal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, oh well, I could just fucking I could just take it off. I could take it off. And I could put a smooth bezel on it, a smooth non-rotating bezel. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, it does have a very, very angular look to it. I don't like it. It looks like someone yeah. tried to like do a knockoff of like the Seiko Monster bezel, and they just like sucked at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the strap is pretty cool. That, the strap, kind of... the strap is cool. I like the hands. They're very exaggerated paddle hands, like old school diver paddle hands almost. Right. <clears throat> the GMT hand is pretty prominent in that. Well, I'm looking at the blue dial because uh, you're looking at it right now. What's funny is I think the hand, the the stem of the hand is blue, but the actual arrow is white. So what's kind of happening is the the, the stem is disappearing, and I'm just seeing a floating white arrowhead as the GMT hand. Yeah. <laughs> Are you seeing yeah, that I too? See, I, I can see that, yeah. I think it's kind of cool, actually. I just, I just noticed that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think what's also interesting is you look at this watch and you think, man, this looks like a fucking gigantic watch. The, the dimensions are actually pretty solid. It's a 41 millimeter case without the crown and it's 49 lug to lug. So the lug to lug span is pretty, um, I think has a pretty solid wrist presence. 49 is pretty solid in my, in my opinion. But at 41 millimeters um, in diameter, that's that's pretty cool, man. You know? Yeah, very wearable. Super wearable. Um, I'm pretty, the only thing I don't know, and this is, I would love input, I believe Ready About. Ready About, I think you have one of these, bro, that has the 2624 um, Vostok caliber GMT movement in it. Is the GMT hand independent? That's the only thing I don't know, because it doesn't say. Mm. It doesn't say here. So um, uh, just to reiterate by that, we mean, can you set the GMT hand without interrupting the function of the entire watch? Or does the whole watch have to go into DEFCON 1 mode for you to change the, uh, the actual GMT hand? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So, dude, if you, uh, whenever you hear this, if you can kind of just give us some insight on that, that'd be awesome. But, um, but yeah, that's my pick. I mean, obviously, the, the, the 2624 movement, um, you're going to see it in a lot of modern Vostoks. But there's something about this line that I like. I mean, at 100, dude, 140 bucks. 140 bucks. And it's mechanical. And it's just... Well, the, the, I just want to say this is really funny. Um, so for people like me who like Russian watches, who like um, vintage Russian watches, every now and then you'll encounter something which is just like really weird and quirky. Not in like, a, oh, look, I decided to do a yellow dial. But like, I, I just, I think sometimes something gets lost in sort of the translation of like quality or like what people want to know. So if you go to this page and you go to any, I believe any piece has it, and you go to the uh, specification tab. Uh huh. If you scroll all the way down, um, there's a box that says average term of service. It says ten years. Ten years. What does that mean? <laughs> Is the watch gonna like explode after ten years? I think I think that means it can go ten years before you have to service it. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's that's. Perfectly acceptable. I mean, I, I would say that's average with like a Seiko SKX. Okay. Again. Yeah, I thought I thought it meant everything will just degrade and return to the earth. <laughs> so you better not be wearing this watch when it self was self destructs. You know what I mean? But potentially, that that could also. I don't, I don't if, know. If we can purchase one of these, and if Kaz and I are still around ten years later, oh doing this. Oh my god! How crazy! <laughs> the the ten year review. Oh my we god. Can, we can uh we can go back to episode twenty seven and uh, <laughs> you know think back on uh 
on our uh, our thought process. <laughs> yeah, so if you're if you're looking for a GMT mechanical GMT under two hundred bucks, check out Marinom. Um, check out these amphibias six five zero SE. Or in addition to that, check out um, the Commander skis. I'm trying to spell it. I'm gonna fuck this up. K O M A N D I R S K I E. I don't know why I'm spelling it. People. W. Are, God, is there a W in there? No. Oh fuck, dude! Uh, I'm just making it harder for you. You just <laughs> cast them. Say that word that sounds like of f- f- Philharmonic. <laughs> I can't say for some reason. But um, but yeah, this was a-, a bad episode for the English language <laughs> overall. <laughs> I think most of the episodes are pretty bad for the for the English language. <laughs> if anyone's trying to learn English from our podcast, please do not listen to our podcast. Like, listen to something much like listen to like a botany podcast or like like NPR or something like that. You know, what I, I mean? came to America and I learned English from Kaz. Hey, y'all can go fuck yourselves. Can I have a job? <laughs> it's like. Mm. I don't know where you learned English, pal. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, uh, um, I I wanted to choose GMTs that were automatic and uh, uh, fairly affordable. So it's one of those things where if you heard about a GMT and you kind of think the idea is interesting, either the Orient Polaris, which I talked about, Orient Star Seeker, it's a couple hundred more, but the Orient Polaris I think is pretty comfortable at around three forty five, three fifty. And then this Vostok 650SE with the 2624 um, modern Vostok caliber for 140 bucks USD. I mean, that's that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I'm still and, wrapping my brain around that. And and by no means is this a comprehensive list of you know sub thousand dollar GMT slash dual time watches. If you guys have anything in your collection that is um, you know that does the same thing, and uh, you know Kaz and I miss something. You know, we, we kind of, I think at least I did, I approached this list uh, pretty short term. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I know I'm just barely scratching the surface with the, um, you know, the marathon and the glycine uh, and the fair. But uh, if you guys have anything in your collection that, you know, does the same thing and kind of falls within the category, let us know, share a photo, tag us on Instagram at two broke watch knobs and, Use that hashtag two broke watch snobs for a chance to be featured in the uh, the weekly regram. We're still having fun with that. Yeah, dude, those have been a, those have been incredible so far. Huge shout outs. Um, we're recording this on the nineteenth of April, so the last regrams happened on the sixteenth of April. So huge shout outs to everyone that 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 participated. I mean, um, uh, Nisos one, I'd like to say his name, shared his first automatic watch, the Seiko SNK eight zero seven, the blue dial. Fucking incredible, dude. Super cool. You know. Yep. Um, um, Cameron did a, did a Seiko Catterday shot. Finally, someone did a Seiko Catterday shot (laughs) other than me. (laughs) (laughs) The Seiko Catterday hashtag is, I think, mainly me and then a a few other folks have done it a couple of times, you know? We'll we'll get there, man. We'll go, we'll go worldwide eventually. The, The problem is most people's cats are just like, I guess, very skittish or like shy, especially if you have like a camera that like... That has like a has like even like 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 an electrical or a manual shutter and it makes that sound. You know, my mic. I'm, <laughs> I'm lucky because my cats are super social. Like they they, my cats follow me around. They run up to me when I walk home. Like they sleep on me. Like I am like the den mother of my apartment with these fucking cats. Like even now they're just surrounding me. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. So like when I take pictures, they're just super cool. So it's just it's just yeah. So um, 
Huge shout-outs. Um, so definitely, yeah, uh, uh, um, if you have a cool GMT that we didn't cover, this would be a good opportunity to um, uh, use, like Michael was saying, tag us in the shop, throw it on Instagram, use the two broke watch knobs, hashtag. It's been a lot of fun seeing you guys, uh, seeing the stuff you guys are doing. Keep that up. Definitely keep an eye on the website. We're going to do, we're, we're doing our fucking best to get this thing updated every day. Um, we're going to get there. Uh, definitely give us some insight on sort of our view in regards to watch prices and watch press that we kind of bring you guys you know what i'm saying yeah um <coughs> fuck am i missing anything uh do, 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 do. yeah if you have any questions or comments you know like always throw a comment down in the, in the actual show graphic of this when it goes up or you can um email us or you can actually now leave us a comment on the post on the website because i'm, I'm creating a post for every episode that we do i think some folks are starting to do that already which is super cool yeah, I noticed that today, actually. Yeah. Um, if you're listening on iTunes and you like what we do, God damn it, I'm having like an asthma attack. Hang in there. I'm doing I'm, I'm doing it, man. <coughs> um, uh, if you're listening on iTunes and you like what we do and you're super into it and, and you think it's valuable, entertaining, leave us a review. It really, really means a lot. It's not just something that makes us feel good. It's something that also technically has a really, really big benefit in that it helps kind of um, the growth and the dissemination of the work that we're doing so we can kind of grow the two broke watch knobs community because the all I look forward to in the day is just hearing from you guys just hearing about like the watches that you guys are looking at or kind of just talking watches or what I love the most Michael is when someone puts up a picture of a watch I know nothing about yeah you know I mean? and I'm like dude what the fuck is this like this is incredible like the other day uh, the wrist fund threw a shot of like a Casio up there and I'm like what is I don't know what this is and they looked they look like a monster. It was so cool looking. Like, I love that. Like, that's just that. It's just a lot of fun. So definitely uh, tag us in your shots. Use the two broke watch knobs. Two, there it is. Two broke watch knobs. Hashtag check out two broke watch knobs.com. Um, am I missing anything? No, I think you, you pulled that off uh, perfectly. I think we're, I think we're okay. So yeah, uh, here, should we, should we? Yeah, and, and again, like Michael said, by no means did that cover the entire GMT topic. Let us know your thoughts about all the all the stuff we've covered in today's episode. Um, do you want to start the 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 the, the, the sign off, or should I? Um, I'll I'll, I'll start it. Okay, guys, as 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 always, thanks for listening. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz, and you've been listening to Two Broke Watchmen. Have a good one.